Ready for sound checks. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf. Und Shep. Oh, I can't remember anymore. Some Guatemalan villagers taught me how to count to five in Quiche. A Quiche? Yeah, but I apparently don't have that filed away. Hashtag life skill. Hello and welcome to the Gentleman Technologist Podcast. This is a wonderful radio program from four professionals in the height of their career. Speaking from the heart directly, sometimes off topic, sometimes on topic, but always a wonderful experience. Please do listen in and enjoy. So I uh, I discovered a new podcast this week called Imaginary Worlds. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this evening I listened to an episode. They're shorter episodes, like 20 minutes max. I listened to an episode on uh, D&D, and he covered the, the monsters and mazes. <laughs> um, oh, with Tom Hanks? With Tom Hanks. <laughs> S- sampled, actually, quite a bit of dialogue from that. Oh, man. It was, <laughs> it was glorious. <laughs> I was pretty happy with just a condensed version. I don't think I could well, he handle actually, the entire... He actually um, interviewed a guy who played a game where Gygax was the DM. Oh, wow. And... He said it was, he's like, I'm really glad that I, that Gygax was the DM when I was an adult because if it would have like destroyed me as a child because I would have like hated it. <laughs> um, because it was just not the sort of thing, you know, it, it wasn't the sort of D&D that he liked to play as a kid. Mm, kind of out of bounds, sort of the, the, the kind of stuff that your parents warned you about D&D. Yeah. No, it was, it was actually far more about problem solving than about role playing. Oh. Yeah, I'm. So I am not that familiar the exa- with exact opposite of what you were saying. My knowledge of D and D is pretty much um, there's a dice with many sides, many more sides than a normal, um, and uh, and then uh, LARPing. Yes. So that's the basics. There's yeah, the fundamentals. We need to get together at gentlemen's D and D night. I'm pretty sure this is our version of LARPing. <laughs> what we're doing right now, more or less. I never go anywhere without my foam sword. Is that one of those things you're talking about? The the law? <laughs> yeah. Did you just invoke the law? Quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> when Brian gets back, I'm gonna have to learn about this law. Yeah, he's got the he's got the uh, particulars, so I can't really enlighten. <laughs> it's like John's law, but for. Yeah, no, it's actually quite. For when? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, more, more or less. Um, we call them cocks, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, it's it's expressed with the rooster emoji, right? Okay. So, so it, it's a Unicode. Yeah, the the um, writing out the law itself is an actual invocation of the law, because it can be rooster's law, chicken's law, or you could read it cock's law. But because it can be read as Cox's law, uh-huh. um, in the case of one Brian, Brian, um, are we using last names? No. Whose last name shan't, shan't be identified? <laughs> yeah. Do you? <laughs> I have a gift at finding you... the most inappropriate synonym to use in a given situation. Yes. Okay. So, um, for instance, the uh, the foam sword carrying his foam sword with him wherever that was done. With, you know, no, nothing but innocence. <laughs> and yet. 
<laughs> it's his gift. Oh, it's a superpower almost. <laughs> it is kind of. With, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So how did this come about? Cox Law? Yeah. Man, I'm craving chicken salad now. <laughs> um, yeah, Gabe and I were just pinging the pong. It's <laughs> just brilliant, isn't it? Invocation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Once you can't unsee it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I said something. I don't even remember what. And uh, then that put us in mind of the declaration I made about my hunger heading to Arby's, oh. where I wanted to to have a meat mountain sandwich in both hands, but I chose chose the phrasing that I wanted to double fist to meet mountain. Which is the more efficient way to phrase it, really. Right. Right. It is. It's it's all about you know, communicating the, the thought in the, in the least amount of words possible. I can't, can't unhear that. <laughs> I'm going to trim most of this stuff out. This is just housekeeping items. Mm-hmm. Well, could it, you probably don't want to just throw it away. I mean, it, it might be the most interesting part of the show that we come up with this evening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for you sure. Never, you never know. We need. We might need that content. Like when I told the guy at work about chirpers. He thought I was joking. He's <laughs> like, that sounds like a horrible idea. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a restaurant? Place around crickets? <laughs> what are you, nuts? <laughs> Clearly, you're not our target market. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell you that now every time I see a cricket, it's, it's really opened my eyes at the economic potential. You start listening to see if maybe Cricket Man is nearby. <laughs> One can only hope that he's watching over us all. Wasn't his power awkward silence? Yes. Well, that that's how he announced his arrival. <laughs> like every time there's an awkward silence, Cricket Man's nearby. Yeah. Well, that's that's how he, he really defeated the bad guys was that... Any awkward silence, like the pause of the monologue, could signify. Right? Yeah, uh, it could signify his arrival, and so he kept the bad guy monologuing. And as we know from um, Disney's The Incredible, is it Pixar's The Incredible, mm-hmm. uh, The Incredibles, you don't want to get caught monologuing yeah. or wearing a cape. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty but, sure Cricket Man would wear a cape. Yeah, I think he actually had three. Because otherwise, it'd just be a monstrous cricket running around. He had he had his cape, he had his endo cape, and his exo cape. Ah. So one for like the thorax. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and the other insect parts, which I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the thorax, the mesoderm. The squishy bits. Can I just start throwing things out in Latin? Let's make something up. The nerf sword. <laughs> or the foam sword. <laughs> <laughs> the scratches. Wow, that cricket's carrying a really big foam sword. That's <laughs> impressive. Right at me. Oh. <laughs> I feel like a really good way to get a sign, you know, permanently etched in plastic and placed on every microwave throughout the company would be to try to reheat my uh, crickets oh, in the yeah. microwave. Next time I'm in Seattle, <laughs> I have a mission. No crickets in the microwave, alive or dead. I'm going to make sure I can get to that C-suite. And... It radiates some. I just got to step into the C-suite protein. break room for a second. <laughs> I feel like that actually irradiating some cricket protein would be a fantastic origin story for Cricket Man. To the son of a bitch who tried to create earthworm jam in the microwave. Oh, man. No means no. I wanted that game. And I think my parents were actually smart enough to be like, no, that's disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, so Dune. Yes. Exclamation mark. Yeah. I have a line on a theater. Mm-hmm. It's off Broadway. Okay. Pretty far off Broadway, I might add. Like off, off, off. What Broadway. are we talking like Mumbai? And is that is that Broadway in New York or? Well, like- it's like a, it's it's a truck stop. Okay. Uh, the Broadway truck stop in Spokane. Mm, I'll be honest. Okay. You've been to Missoula. <laughs> <laughs> Now, when I say uh, theater, eh, it, it takes some explaining, but okay. there may be some flushing noises, but it is a place to have a show. Can we have sand there? Would that be a problem? I'll have to put that on the on the rider, but I think I think that'll be fine. Because, I mean, we could substitute something else for right. sand, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the flushing wouldn't be the, the best noise to have in the background of a, a desert yeah. <laughs> yeah it does present issues we could go like a kevin costner route and have it be more of a water world mm-hmm. okay um yeah you could still call it so, dune though right well just for the so, for for the uh doing the interpretive dance with the theater uh are we thinking of designing the production towards a um traditional uh theater where you've got the the three walls and the fourth wall or are we looking more at like a shakespearean globe theater um theater in the round mm -hmm. theater in the round Mm. i like that idea it has been a while since i've performed at a truck stop well i'm thinking the cricket man needs to be edited in there i think (laughs) I'm, I'm, i'm thinking you know an outdoor uh theater in the round amphitheater style mm-hmm. um, you can be protected from the rain so that you can maintain the uh, authenticity of the dry climate by um, performing mm-hmm. under the uh, peninsular rain cover over the refueling stations mm. and those can be redressed quickly for quick quick scene changes you know they can be your pillars um, mm-hmm. in the uh you know, when you have the, the emperor there, they can be uh, sandworms. Oh, yeah. Mm. Multi-purpose. Yeah. Did yeah. any of the sandworms blow fire? Because we could use the pump nozzles and well, have pyrotechnics. Uh, there was definitely a lot of fire imagery uh, okay. when Paul Atreides drank some of the water of life. So where I'm, where this is headed for me, and you can, I mean, if you're someplace else, I totally understand, but mm-hmm. this is starting to sound like... I'm always someplace else. That's the problem of being in meat space. You can't occupy the same space at the same time. Well, <laughs> virtually, yeah, okay. <laughs> Derailed. Um, <laughs> Mad Max. Yeah. Right? The Wasteland, uh-huh. Dune, Arrakis. There's a parallel here. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Also, Waterworld. And Waterworld. Okay. Weren't they fighting over gasoline in Waterworld? Yeah. Uh, was it gasoline in Waterworld? Uh, I don't know. I don't oh, That yeah, movie yeah, was... It was. There is the... Yeah, that one recycle island. Hmm. So... Isn't that girl in Waterworld and Barney? Barney the purple dinosaur? Yes, I think so. Like uh, in... I don't see why not. In the Barney suit? Like in Barney? Well, I don't Inside know about that. Barney. That's the problem is I don't have extra vision. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I can imagine you could fit at least a couple of kids in there. <laughs> There's a whole troop of little people operating that monster. <laughs> As controller or form of sustenance? <laughs> I'm sure we could Google it, but uh, maybe we should include in the uh, show notes a uh, picture of an x-ray of, of Barney the dinosaur with a bunch of child-sized <laughs> skeletons. 
the wonderful and terrible thing about the internet is that somebody has I know. almost assuredly it's... already done that. So we got derailed on our, our theater yeah, in the round. That happens. Um, <clears throat> so what, what were we... Well, the, the truck stop restroom, just mm-hmm. it might not work as a, a venue. I just Works like that me. it's on Broadway. You know? Yeah. They do have a vacant lot next door. Okay. It's kind of dusty, you know, maybe. Okay, so we've got some, some thematic elements there. Yeah. Dust, yeah. sand, sand, dust. Mm-hmm. It's really the difference between silica and human skin cells. Right, yeah. I mean, and mold spores, right? So it's a little, little more mold spores with the dust, but at least we'll have our audience crying. You can't have everything. So let's see. Who's our, who are our main characters in this? We had uh, Tandy Newton earmarked for something. Oh, shoot. Who did we have Tandy Newton for? Because it was a good, a good casting. I feel like we had Emma Watson. Emma Watson was, was Baron Harkonnen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, hmm. Was Tandy Newton the uh, Reverend Mother? I could see that. That would work. I think we need to work in um, Daniel Craig. Yeah, he's not going to have much to do after the Bond thing goes away. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Daniel Craig as one of the sandworms. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ideally. Um, right? Yeah. I- Just strapped to a chair without a seat in it. Mm-hmm. Well, and then when you have, especially if he's like the lead sandworm. Mm-hmm. Um, when Occasionally they, just breach. In the, yeah, in the final battle, um, when Paul Atreides comes in riding to challenge Harkonnen and the the Emperor, um, he comes in riding Daniel Craig. And um, that actually adds a whole other twist on the, um, what's that stuff called? The Water of Life? Yeah. Because <laughs> then where does that come <laughs> from? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Daniel Craig juice. <laughs> That would definitely be trippy. I didn't think that one through. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, given that this is um, bound to be, you know, have some a few musical numbers, we'll, we'll need some actual mm. musical talent with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think that obvious, like, you know, traditional sci-fi alt-right choice would be Justin Bieber. But, mm-hmm. you know, given that this is more of a, a show for the world, um, I would say we need to cast somebody more appropriate like Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, okay. But for that, I think we might want to make up a role what for him. That The story needs an additional character where he can play himself. Mm-hmm. So just imagine injecting Kanye West as Kanye West into the story. Okay. What if he does a freestyle rap? Can we do Kanye featuring Sia? Well, I mean, obviously he's going to bring an entourage. Mm-hmm. So, but I could see I could see Sia um, doing really well, and she would play a good Shawnee. Oh, there we go. Okay. I feel like we have to legitimize the dance a little bit and bring some sort of a, a known quantity there. Well, the great thing about Sia's dance numbers is that in a lot of them, she is completely immobilized by her wardrobe. Yeah. Okay. Just a thought came to me. What do you think about Bjork? How could we fit like her in? Like in general? Oh, in the show. Um, we could have her punch the guests as they came in. Okay. So, Like an usher slash supporting role. For, for the people who are listening, who have listened this far, mm-hmm. uh, without actually knowing anything about Dune, having seen any of the the stuff mm-hmm. um 
I'll explain that there is a uh, piece of technology used to distract the sandworms. Um, Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You can set it up. It's called. That, that's a, that's called a, role. a thumper. Yeah. Yeah, and it basically mm. just makes a rhythm that okay. attracts the sandworms. Um, so you place it and then get away from it as fast as you can while walking without rhythm, or in this case, dancing without rhythm. Our protagonist moves through the wasteland, mm-hmm. right? Because we're not on our racks anymore. When mm-hmm. The wasteland. Mm-hmm. Um, in his um, black Dodge Dart. Naturally. Uh, yeah. With with the uh, the little... Spikes. Um, uh, red light that moves back and forth across the, the hood. Oh, yeah, Kit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Voiced by Mr. Feeney. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, he will slow down and open the door and plant a Kanye West to throw off the sun, the sandworms okay. and drive off in a, in a trail of dust, leaving Kanye mm-hmm. to, to draw the, um, it's really a brilliant maneuver <laughs> to draw the Dan- Daniel Craig spawn. <laughs> so as Kanye's rapping in the desert, the mini Craig's they're <laughs> a massive Daniel Craig breaches swallowing Kanye. And, and you have a okay. trail of, Craig, Kanye, whatever going on mm-hmm. in the in the in the dust trail of our I protagonist. Think, I think that that actually makes a would make a really really moving um, uh, some really moving choreography right in the middle just of the, the second s- act. Just mm-hmm. the scenery, mm-hmm. this breathtaking images. Images. So. Is it called still called a duet when it's dance with two people, or if one of the interpretive dancers is actually consuming the other one mm-hmm. cannibalistically okay hey, you remember the the heavy metal shock band guar how can i forget they had a, a stage axe <laughs> called the some sort of a worm it was a big thing they would pull people onto stage and they would eat them i wonder guar hasn't done a whole lot lately maybe we could find this this rubber suited worm and work it into maybe put a giant daniel craig face on it yeah mm. Mm. That's one for the the maybe pile. What about uh for Paul Atreides? What about Woody Harrelson? Mm, okay, I could see that. As long as Bill Murray will be um, um, Lido. Lido Atreides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then we've got to fill the role of Duncan. Hmm. I have to admit, um, although... Ah, go ahead. No, no, proceed. I'd... Billy Crystal. Yeah. Well, he's too old. He is due for a comeback. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's... Sorry, Billy. Because, I mean, at the beginning of the story, at least, yeah. Duncan yeah. Is, has some youth to him. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, maybe, maybe, okay, when Duncan comes back and he's a little bit older, we use Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. But the earlier scenes where he needs to be young... Chris O'Dowd. Okay. I like, like that. a two-part thing. Um, as a shout-out to the alt-right, though, um, I mean, Duncan's... You're not going to let go of the alt-right. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the rage. That's a, a rage joke. It's funny. Nice. Um, nice. The title. Alt-right, alt-right, alt-right. Alt-right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matthew McConaughey. That's wonderful. <laughs> Duncan, I know it could be Matthew McConaughey. That is perfect. <laughs> This is perfect. <laughs> I was gonna say because you know his full name is Duncan Idaho. It would be perfect to have you know some 
<laughs> alt-right affiliated celeb <laughs> in there. But Matthew McConaughey uh, will do in a pinch. Yep. Okay. I guess he's southern enough to <laughs> just fit the alt-right role. Stick a potato in his hand. He's good. Yeah. Potato and a Confederate flag and we're set. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> So while we got everybody, uh, the, I'm going to just attach myself as executive producer on Tortoise in the Air. Okay. Um, I think you guys can do likewise. So we need to flesh out some sort of a, a scene for the end of the movie because there always has to be the rise and then the, the tension builder and then the drop and then build again. Denouement, if you will. The rise to action. Mm-hmm. So we were thinking at one point these tortoises live hundreds of years. So we could do like a... Benjamin Button or a Forrest Gump type movie where this tortoise is around at all these historical. That's actually, uh, you could cross it with the uh, tale of Merlin, uh-huh. which is an interesting uh, spin because uh, okay. the theory is that Merlin was actually traveling backwards in time. But Merlin hmm. was actually a turtle. Well, the, I mean, perhaps a time, yeah. A backwards time traveling turtle. We don't have a name for the turtle yet. We could very well call him Merlin. Oh, that'd be deep. And would traveling in time backwards be a retro crown? Like crowning? Like when he's being born? No, crown. Oh, crown. <laughs> Misheard that one. Like from Kronos, the Titan. Hmm. Retro Kronos. I thought you were talking about Linux commands. Well, those, those clever <laughs> Greeks had that one uh, covered with the, um, I believe the Kronos had, wait, no. Which were the ones had the two faces? One pointing forward and one pointing backwards. Was that Kronos? I don't know. My brother-in-law would know. Diplodocus, maybe? Oh, wait, no, that's a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> Latin is so <laughs> slippery. Latin is especially difficult when you're talking about Greek. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, uh, all this talk of old-timey stories made me think we could use that as a, a part of the movie because we have our narrator, who I always forget his name. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. That's right. I got to remember that since I have a meeting with him next week. Yeah. Um, and that'd be bad for Awkward. Him. Yeah. You don't want to pull him up on IMDb by looking up when he started a Bond film like I did in, in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it was a deep pull. <laughs> we have, our, uh, we have our, our turtle. And maybe he doesn't speak a whole lot in the, in the, in the first few scenes. Maybe he's just present taking in this scene. And then, or nonverbal groaning. Like, yeah, just taking it all in. And he's like, uh, there were times that this reminds me of. And then we go back, like maybe wavy lines. And Scooch then closer now. Old timey. And then uh, maybe we are looking at Greek gods. And okay. Maybe the, the, the tortoise is wearing a, a Janus. Toga. Janus is the god with two faces. Ah, okay. yes. And he's looking that. forward and backward in time. Unlike Kronos, yeah, which is unidirectional. Well, yeah, and, and Janus was a god, I think, and Kronos was a titan, or vice versa. I psh, nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> I'm um, just kidding. If you care, we well, care. the the, tor- <laughs> the tortoise will certainly care when he actually actually has to interact with these deities. Or I mean, I guess if you're traveling through time, might as well De- interact demigods. with demigods. Sure. Can there just be hallucinations though? So I, I sure. Don't, Okay. I don't know if we want to get into the whole Ooh, that well, be the metaphysical twist depth. at the end. Well, yeah, it could, we could insist all along that it's not 
purgatory and then have it be purgatory. Mm. No, I think somebody already did that. Yeah. Maybe we need to do that. Maybe we need to get a an M. Night Shyamalan type twist in this. I know um, M. Night Shyamalan's nephew. Oh. So maybe we could. Well, he's a friend of a friend. So okay. I, I don't really know him. I met him once at a wedding. Dewey Shyamalan, right? If if my last name was Shyamalan. <laughs> no, it's Huey. <laughs> no. That's, I'm making myself in trouble start, with that Are you going to start singing? <laughs> no. I was going to say I'd, I'd name my kid a ding dong. Oh, God. So that, <laughs> Shyamalan, Kamala. So that, so that when it's in. Comma. <laughs> yep, so last name, comma, first name. Just, just oh, to get, get people to say that out loud. Oh. Just because I love putting people in awkward situations. Mm. Just like I put our listeners in awkward situations by subjecting them to that. So we're not really to the casting. We're still really conceptual on the tours in the air. Yeah. I think we're, we're pretty firm on Christopher Walken as the the spirit of the tortoise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. Um, the storyline's still ephemeral well, at this I point. I mean, he is a character actor, right? So right. that really shapes the story because we have the limits of development with that character mm-hmm. that are kind of the bounds of his, of his character. Mm-hmm. What about there was a, a famous... Tour de Force movie of the 1980s, Mannequin. Yeah. Uh, a young lady say had her... Uh, spirit Quest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This this young lady's spirit was put into a, an inanimate object. So maybe we could pull from that, that train. So Christopher Walken could have the spirit of a young lady in him? I was thinking he could be a, that would, a flesh mean, and blood man and then get transferred into this tortoise. That okay. solves the puzzle of his dancing abilities. Do we get... It's like a Rubik's cube. Do we get then to? Because I've I've always wanted to recreate, mm-hmm. um, but put a spin on the scene with uh, Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze from Ghost, the pottery scene mm-hmm. with the tortoise. Like the tortoise is uh, reaching from behind and mm-hmm. grabbing his claws what, around these. What about when he's an an old old tortoise and first starts discovering his powers? Right, mm-hmm. begins his backwards journey through time. He just he the, the retro retrochron ability. The retrochron ability. Mm-hmm. He finds that he can uh, he can he can break dance and spin mm-hmm. like crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And as he's moving back through, um, you you know the the scene with Patrick Swayze, and mm-hmm. the ghost scene. You know, the, mm-hmm. everything kind of settles out, and when the dust set, you know. She goes off to bed or whatever. Um, he gets up slowly, looks around, and walks off. Okay. I mean, because I didn't get a good look at the potter wheel. I mean, it could have been a turtle, for all I know. I wasn't looking at that. Mm. Well, if you listen to the director's commentary, they actually they did use a breakdancing turtle. Oh, yeah. They just they cropped it out of a lot of the the cuts because they realized it was going to be it was going to take some exposition to explain that yeah see i i, I believe i, it wasn't I rented, worth it. rented that movie oh yeah so yeah. you didn't get the the director's commentary Mm-mm. yeah that was before the dvd fad for the the to maintain a pg-13 rating we're gonna have to be careful with the sex scene mm-hmm. uh some people might take umbrage with a, a turtle and a Female, you can do some amazing things with depth of focus on oh, shots. Um, I think that with the right uh, with the right camera crew, mm-hmm. um, we could do it very tastefully and just have the uh, 
the the thought aspect of playing across the the face of the tortoise with you know the actual sex scene in the background like how in jaws they never really showed the shark (laughs) exactly it's all suggestion where they um time lapse the hatching of the turtles they climb out of their shells swim toward you know crawl across the sand Mm -hmm. into the ocean and swim out to sea or like the uh, the train entering the tunnel stock footage and the, Mm -hmm. the rocket taking off yeah, and then and then you go into the the baby turtles doing that uh, okay. all all with some soft um, Kenny soft G. jazz yeah or saxophone music um, like playing. bebop mm-hmm. or no uh, no Kenny G sorry a little bit of I was thinking either Kenny G or ICP mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know Violent J has expressed some interest in uh, being part of the tortoise in the air why wouldn't he Wow. It's a, it's a feast for the senses, really. I still think our turtle plot is a bit soupy. <laughs> <laughs> like, does there need to be some sort of a, a craven turtle hunter that follows him through time? Mm. Oh, man. Who was that actor from the 90s? He was the hunter in the first Jumanji movie, the dad and, and the hunter. Let me pull up some IMDb here. Um, He's a character actor in... Um, yeah, I know who you're. Dwayne Johnson. What? No, he, he's. Is that the Rock? No. Apparently, there's a 2017 version of Jumanji with uh, Dwayne Johnson as Doctor Smolder Bravestone. Mm. I'm a little frightened by that myself. Jonathan Hyde. Okay. So he was, he was the father and the hunter in. Uh, That's a weird way Jumanji. to spell that name. Oh yeah, that guy. What a chin. <laughs> Now, what sort of historical events do you think it would be for the tortoise? What would be appropriate for the tortoise to be at? Classics would be like something not verifiable. Ah, so you've got your your Roswell crash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could yeah. be a good side story, too. Yeah, well, I mean... It could be him crashing yeah, in a weather balloon. I, I was going to say, a mm-hmm. tortoise shell is not too dissimilar from the saucer shape. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's quite saucer shaped. So, and he could actually be riding a weather balloon, uh, like Doctor Strangelove. Mm. He rides a spoiler alert. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but so, how how can we tie um, our tortoise to the Tunguska event? Mm. Now, refresh me on the Tunguska event. I know I've heard it. Well, that's that's the thing is no one actually knows what the event was, mm-hmm. um, but it's in uh, Tunguska, Siberia, middle of nowhere. Yeah, way up north. Okay. Basically, it looks Russia. almost like, yeah, like there was a nuclear explosion oh, or something. But okay. this was before yeah, it was in the, there had been nuclear weapons. Shoot, when, when was the... Leveled a bunch of trees, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Leveled a bunch of trees. and um, So, uh, <clears throat> 1908. Yeah, I want to say 1908. Yeah. I'd say, you know, late June. It was a Tuesday. Maybe around the 30th. Yeah. Um, if memory serves. Mm-hmm. Slash if Wikipedia is, lo- is uh, telling the truth. <laughs> um, an explosion over the sparsely populated eastern Siberia taiga, Latin, 2,000 kilometers, 77, no, 770 square miles of forest. But it caused no known human casualties, except for probably the dude right in the middle who started it. 
The explosion is generally attributed to the mid-air disruption of a super bolide. It's like a meteor. Yeah. A very bright meteor. An apparent magnitude of negative 14 or brighter. Yeah, there were villages nearby where they believe they saw a trail of fire in the sky. And by nearby, I mean hundreds of miles away. So it could have been a dragon. Or... It could have been a fire-breathing turtle. Merlin. Right, right. Merlin, the, the fire-breathing. Merlin, the fire-breathing turtle. I think we have Merlin, I think, is, is the name of our tortoise. Merlin re-entering. Right. So I'm thinking that the turtles, the tortoise is doing his time skips, and when it's a violent, you know, blast. So in 1908, he ends up in Siberia. Here's a twist. So we've already debunked Roswell with, with Merlin. Mm-hmm. Right. What if you were to actually encounter aliens at some point after that? So are they greys? Um, no, there are German twins, and they carry the continuum transfunctioner. Oh, the tall ones. What? <laughs> I'm reaching into my uh, my alien conspiracy vocabulary. There's the uh, there's the lizard people. There's the, the, I mean, yes, the greys. <laughs> Those are also called the Illuminati. And there's the the white nordic looking race of alien mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, thor and his people that's kind of that's kind of the, the stories asgardians mm-hmm. mm. oh man well they fought the ori <laughs> uh, it depends on i mean which way you want to go with that i mean if we get into the whole um stargate universe that's mm. the Gua'uld. yeah the Gua'uld. You have the great Asgardians, the great gooish business, mm-hmm. um, and then the Stargate Atlantis. You have a whole other set, but those are that would have been pretty well isolated, I would imagine. Well, and Aquaman was at Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wonderful casting. Isn't Aquaman the Prince of Atlantis? <laughs> Gets well, kind that's, of, that's the funny thing. Is there's Star- the Stargate Atlantis, the character of Ronan, was played by Jason Momoa, who is now um, Aquaman in the new DC movies. Just a coincidence. Yeah. No connection. Yeah. Well, in the new DC movies, he's a drunk, apparently. Because mm. being super powerful makes you depressed. Well, yeah. People keep making drinks like a fish jokes. <laughs> Before we get too far off, uh, we got to talk about the Chirper's menu changes. Oh, um, yeah. Because yeah, we need to bring the... Uh, the, the rooster salad mm-hmm. or the, uh, the, the cock slaw. The chicken salad, the cock slaw. Mm. Um, maybe we could put that as a, a special. Yeah, you know, the only salad. downside of this menu change is that we're going to have to have some serious um, sale items. Mm. Um, we might think about running a dollar menu for a while. Okay. So, um, I don't know what, 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 what are we going to need to put on there? What are we, what are we bumping? What if we, uh, have like a happy hour menu? We have some of our appetizers, our, uh, our, uh, cricket cocktails. Um, the, the hobo rocket, the rocket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually. Um, what about the, like the appetizers? Like, well, you got your, your chicken fingers. Chickens don't have it. It's not technically (laughs) chicken. (laughs) Bear in mind, we don't allow outside proteins. Since since it's not in print, we actually have to say out loud, chicken fingers, asterisk. (laughs) Well, then why can't we have cricket fingers? Perfect. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 
Perfect. Crooked fingers. I like that even better. They're really legitimized. Ooh, you can go for the products. You can go for accuracy and alliteration by cricket claws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, or the, cricket claws could be actually the claws that the cricket fingers aren't actually cricket fingers. Mm, okay. Yep. I'm done. <laughs> so with the that. cricket fingers technically have cricket claws. I like it. Or a cricket claw. Right. So it's really meta or meta. Made a cricket. <laughs> and we've got our menu name. <laughs> Made a cricket. So I'm going to start recording now. <laughs> <laughs> Is your uh, Wi-Fi actually called Jamestown? No. <laughs> oh, dear. Weird. It was called Roanoke because it <laughs> mysteriously disappears. <laughs> nice.